0: Welcome to the Rooted Deep Podcast. I am your co-host, Mr. Carl Born Jr. And I'm your co-host, Paula Chang. We're really excited that you joined us here for fresh new content each and every week that we get to share not only the stuff that we're learning but we also get to help you learn new things. Each and every week we pick a book and we talk about some topics from that book and talk about how not only it's helped us enhance our lives, but how it could also help you enhance your life so that you get to be the person you're meant to be and reach your potential. We hope that you are able to receive not only what you wanted to get from this, but we also get to help somebody else's life change. So give this like, share, subscribe, share it out to your friends. Just help everybody know that they too can enhance their life.
1: What is going on, guys? What's up, what's up, okay. what's up? I've had an amazing week. Uh, this is your co-host, Carl Bourne, and my co-host, Mr. Paulo Ching, back to bring you another episode of the Rooted Deep Podcast. Uh, guys, so I know last week, uh, me and Paul just kind of did an introductory episode you know, of how how we got here, you know, how everything started. And this week to start off, we want to kind of give you guys a little bit of information on ourselves because I think we just, I think we just got so hyped last week, man, that we didn't even really introduce ourselves to the people. Yeah. <laughs> so um, just to introduce myself yeah. to you yeah. guys, my name is Mr. Carlborn Jr. I am currently living in Orlando, Florida. Uh, I will be a resident of Miami, Florida, I actually come tomorrow, um, moving for physical therapy school. And I am a dual citizen. So I have citizenship here in the United States and I also have citizenship in the beautiful country of Barbados. Some of my interest, <laughs> some of my interests and uh, hobbies are reading. Uh, I'm a writer. I enjoy listening to music and podcast. and I'm a big fan of art and sports as well. So, if you guys are interested, if you ever want to reach out to me, my Instagram handle is Born to Prosper. Uh, Facebook is just Carl Born Jr. And uh, you know, look forward to to hearing from you guys. And I'll go ahead and let Paul introduce himself
0: um uh, my name is Paul O'Chang i i am a resident of um Marion Springs Michigan currently um just gearing up to go into some prereqs for pt school coming up um trying mm-hmm. to and uh, <laughs> i too i am a dual citizen i was born and raised in Nairobi Kenya and uh, Moved to the States back in 2001, and I became a citizen in 2018 of these United States. So that's pretty hype. It's been exciting to see the journey just of what it's like for a lot of immigrant families um, when they make the transition to this great country. Um, my hobbies include honestly cooking, eating, uh, thinking about food, thinking about how to make better food. <laughs> I grew up with a black kid, so that's where my heart is at, you know, um, the way to my heart is through food, so shout out to all y'all who take this to heart. I am currently experimenting with veganism for a year. It has been a long but interesting five months, um, and it's, uh, I can see the uh, the benefits with it just because I know I'm one of those people who would be like, vegan, what do you do, eat grass? Like, you get excited when you see somebody mowing the lawn. No, that's disrespectful <laughs> that's just who i was so putting this challenge in front of myself to try it has been interesting um it's about my character to develop it's allowed me to physically mentally spiritually emotionally grow um because i'm definitely stepping out of my comfort zone with it i and i'm gonna always say this because people complain but i am the most lucky person to be dating dr danielle tippe donald she is my girlfriend and uh um, hey I thank the Lord every day that He's put her in my life because, well, I tell you, I would not be where I am today if I did not have such a ride-or-die person about corner. So that's my about
1: right there. No, no. Man, I'm I'm not on I'm not on your level yet with the with the <laughs> veganism. Maybe one day, but it's hard. We, we like chicken over here, so give up some uh, time. I don't recommend it. <laughs> to anybody. All right. yeah <laughs> all right guys well, um, now that you know a little bit about both of us, uh let's talk about the book ego is the enemy is It's the first book that we're highlighting, and uh, I know we gave you guys uh a, a brief little glimpse last week, so this week we are going to highlight the first half of the first part of the book there's three parts. Uh, the first part of the book is Aspire, the second part of the book is Success, and the third part of the book is Failure. So today we're going to talk to you about the first half of the first part, which is Aspire, and um, we're just going to dive right into it and, and just tell you guys about the value that we've received from it. and. Just kind of, you know, how we plan to take those gems and the things that we've learned from this first portion, the first half of Aspire, and, you know, how we plan to utilize those things as well. Uh, so I know, Paul, man, let me tell you, as I, <laughs> as I was going through and I was on the first, chapter which was talk 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 my goodness I just felt so convicted to just really reassess some things man like in that chapter I remember there was a specific quote and it was saying mere gossip anticipates real talk and to express what is still in thought weakens actions by forestalling it Mm. and for me it really just kind of hit home in terms of ego when you think about talk a lot of times we're very guilty of talking too much you know you have plans to start a business or you have plans to launch a podcast you know or go to a graduate program or or join the Marines or whatever the case may be. And so many times we don't realize that we ruin our blessing by talking too much. And that really is the the ego side right there because you just think, man, I got to tell people what I have going on, you know, and it's something where it's more so you don't realize how you're unconsciously being so prideful. You know, and it made me think about all the times just in my own life where I experienced bouts of I thought something was going to happen and then it ends up falling through the cracks. And the one common denominator that I found with that is that the majority of the time, if things fell through the cracks, It was for the simple fact that I was running my mouth about it. I was telling people my plans, uh, what I expected to do, and it just ended up backfiring on me, you know, and and I I, I don't know if that's just God humbling me, (laughs) more than likely it is. Uh, But this chapter really just made me, you know, think about that and think about how Oftentimes we don't realize that talk is cheap, you know. Silence is, in, man. Uh, a lot of a lot of us should try to practice. I think moving in silence more than just running off at the mouth and talking about the plans we have, you know. And uh, I think it's Dr. Eric Thomas that says that you know execution is worshipped, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like we should execute because. Action is always going to speak louder than words. Uh, so that, that really stuck out to me in, in, in that, that chapter, talk, talk, talk.
0: You know, I like that you quoted Dr. Eric Thomas. I was about to quote another great, great man uh, by, the, by the name of Lil Wayne, where Weezy. He, uh, <laughs> he once said, Wheezy F, baby, and the F is for phenomenal mercy but, <laughs> <laughs> <on>
2: there, guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but he, he 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 said it best i know i mean among other people but he said real G's moving silence like lasagna and and the reason that sticks out to me just because i think what you're seeing hits home for a lot of people i know it hits home to me but i know it hits home for a lot of people too because when i think what happens with when people talk, right, when people talk about their, what their aspirations are, a lot of times I've noticed a lot of those aspirations seem to be so out of touch with what they can actually achieve in their reality, right? Mm-hmm. So it's almost like people start to seek validation from other people to make them feel like they can achieve the goal they're after, Right? Because wow. sometimes, like, and I know, I mean, you know, imagine, for example, say we want to write a book and we want to write a book and the book is going to be about quantum physics. I don't know if you know something about quantum physics. I know nothing about quantum physics, but we want to write this book and we want to write it in the next six months and we'll get a publisher out there and we're talking like, all right, I bet I'm going to get a publisher. Somehow they're going to agree to me writing this book. And then I start saying like, yo, write a book, I'm write a book. I obviously know nothing about the topic. I know nothing about how to go about it. I don't know, know anything about presenting a proposal, an introduction, and none of that. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna start seeking validation from the people so they can almost confirm the hope I have in myself. I I, I almost don't believe what I wanna do. I need like somebody else to tell me yes. But at the same time I think what that does, because people talk so much and what how the failure comes in is that because they look for other people to confirm that hope in them. It's It all, all it takes is one person saying, yo, that seems a little crazy for them to say, okay, let me step back from this. Not because they couldn't do it, but because their, their aspiration was so out of touch with their reality, that once somebody pointed out what they probably already knew themselves, it gives them an excuse. It gives them a way out of going after what they really want, you know? yeah i know like even with ego like it's it's hard it's hard because it's hard because it's only natural to want to flex a little bit it's only natural to want to flex. everybody wants to do it at the end of the day i don't care who says what but everybody wants to be recognized everybody i mean there's people out there that will tell me no i don't like this, this and that no you don't like this this and that on a grand scale But if one person told you it still does the same thing for you that a crowd of a thousand would do for me, at the end of the day, we still get the same end result. And I think, you know, ego playing into that kind of just gives us that false notion that I can achieve, and I'm not not saying this to discredit anybody's aspirations, but I'm saying this to say that if we're not able to get our ego in check while we're talking our talk, right? it's going to create this false sense of achievement. Because what mm. happens, right? So many times mm. people have these goals they set up, right? They aspire to do great things. They they want to go to the moon. They want to, I don't know, be an all-American athlete. And because they've hyped themselves up so much and because their ego has allowed their view of what they're after to be so grand that when they hit it, the reality of that achievement yeah. is nowhere near what they thought it was gonna be, they become disappointed, they become angry. Why? Because in their mind, they were like, nah, I'm a ride on top of the world. I mean, look at look at um gymnastics, right? So a lot of these gymnasts, they hit their peak at like fifteen or sixteen years old. Right? So in their mind, I'm sure, and I'm not saying it's the case for everybody, but I'm sure for a lot of gymnasts, you, you you achieve at 15 or 16 what some people cannot achieve in their life. But once you achieve that, what are you going to do after that? Like you've been working your oh. whole life to, to get a gold medal. What's going to happen when you turn 18? Because most gymnasts, they have like one or two cycles of gymnastics, and then you don't hear about them anymore. Mm, what if they can't go and check? Because at 15, I remember me at 15, right? At fifteen, I thought I was running ish. I thought I was on top of the world. I thought it was my way or the highway for everybody. And you put me on such a grand stage where a billion a billion people are watching me. All right? People are walking the streets wanting to be me. People see me and they wanna want me to just write my name on something. My ego's gonna grow. And I'm gonna think, yo, when I make it, it's gonna be so amazing. This, this and that will happen when that reality does not match with what your ego is telling you could happen, you're yeah. left in a place of despair because now all that talk you were talking about, it's not it's not it's not matching up with anything. Not now you just look like a bobo because because <laughs> you, you hit your purpose, right? And maybe we can say you hit your purpose, but then now what? You you talked so much that people's expectations grew so high. When you don't meet them, when you don't meet them, what now?
1: Wow. <laughs> you said a word there, brother. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's funny, bro, because one of the things that I thought was really interesting and that was spot on in that chapter as well is it was talking about the fact that research shows that while goal visualization is important, after a certain point, our mind begins to confuse it with actual progress. Let's talk about that, man. Like, let's really talk about that. How many times have you had a goal or you had some certain type of milestone that you wanted to reach by a certain point and you talked about it so much that you started to confuse the passion and all that talking that you did, which passion is something we're gonna talk about later on as well. That passion was confused as actual progress. You talk so much, you actually tricked yourself into believing that you were making progress on your goals. And I thought about that and I was like, wow, that's so overlooked, you know? like. I really had to sit there and think for a second, man, I've done that, you know, and it's not something where you actually try to do that actively. It just happens, you know you can talk so much and you try to you try to hype yourself up and and make it seem like you're gonna you're gonna kill this goal or crush this milestone, whatever the case may be, and then two months later, three months later, six months later, all you have to show is just all the talk that you've done. And so the real essence of this chapter, I feel in a nutshell, is that we have to, a practical way for us to to use and utilize this chapter is to just be mindful. Be mindful self-assess, and you have to realize that when you talk, there's power in your words. There's power. The, the tongue is powerful. You have to protect your dreams, protect your goals at all costs. And in order for you to do that, it's fine to talk, but how much better would it be if you talked after you got stuff done? Like, hey, by the way, I just opened up my business as opposed to hey guys, I want to open up my own business next month. And then next month comes and you have nothing to show for it and they're looking like, "Well, how's how's opening up that business going?" and you're looking like, uh, you know, it's 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 going, it's coming along. You know, people people respect results so much more than talk. Talk is cheap. So moral of the story, moral of this chapter, guys, talk is cheap. Actions speak louder than words. Silence is golden. Just shut up and get to work. You
0: know, with man, I'm I'm currently even myself. The second go-around at something I wanted to do three years ago. But three mm. years ago and now the difference is, and I'm I'm only sharing this now because you brought this up, so not to jinx myself or suck myself out. But three years ago, I told myself I was gonna run a half marathon. I told mm. everybody I was gonna run a half marathon. I told my mom, my dad, my brothers, my friends, everybody knew. Paul was going to run a half marathon that year. And I remember looking it up. I remember being like, it's going to be the Chicago joint. It's going to be August 5th. It's going to be at this time, this the registration fee, yada, yada, yada. I remember talking about it, talking about it, talking about it, right? But because my passion at some point grew so large that it no longer had a purpose, it just became, this is this thing I want to do. And it's not because I even see the reason why I'm doing it. I'm just doing it because it's cool. I lost, mm. I lost all sense of direction with it, right? And then what, you know, what's, what's crazy when you're passionate about something, but there's no purpose in it, there's no reason behind it, is it really sucks and it really hurts when the thing you're passionate about is not held in the same light by other people. Right. For sure. It it, yeah. it sucks. It hurts because now it's just like every time you say it, they'd be like, all right, but they don't see it the way you see it. Part of it is because passion alone distracts from being able to achieve something, right? It passion mm-hmm. almost takes away from realism. <laughs> and I think the book said the book said passion is Passion is form over function. Yeah, that's what the book said. It's a passion is form over function, and purpose is function, function, function. That's the difference. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Passion, passion is all about the how I'm gonna do it. Purpose is all about the doing it. So here's the difference. Now, just yesterday, um, the trip. Just yesterday, I completed my first half marathon in training. Congrats, bro. Yeah, I didn't, you know, it was hard. <laughs> but I noticed here's a difference between the passion I had before and the purpose I applied this time. See, this year, what I've been doing is I've been doing five miles a day, four to five days a week, right? Now, I understood that by the end of the year, I want to do a marathon. Come December, for some odd reason, Paul wants to run 26.2 miles. Just, I do not know where it came from, I just knew it was a challenge I was putting my, on myself, right? But I knew that by the time I did that, I, I, I told myself, by the time my birthday rolls around, I need to do a half marathon. Anyway, because that's the only way I can gauge if I can actually achieve that 26 miles, here, right? And the reason like, why I almost had to set aside my passion, I almost like, and I used to post about it a lot, right? I used to be like, yeah, yo, you know, I just finished a run, yada yada yada. And at some point I was like, yo, I might be hyping myself up too much. And <laughs> if I if I don't post about it one day or if I don't complete this, now I'm just gonna feel like a disappointment. Cause now people, you know, you know, you know, it naturally happens. You get hyped about something, people get hyped about something. They start gassing you up, you start gassing yourself up, and then like you're saying, suddenly passion starts you know, warping. What can actually happen? Suddenly passion makes you think that anything is possible with the minimum amount of work because you're passionate about it. And that sometimes, like, that's what passion does. Because you you feel you're passionate about it, that's just enough to achieve it. It it takes away the sense of, like, okay, what do I have to do to succeed at this? It takes away the sense of how much work do I need to put in? How much sacrifice has to occur? How, How early do I need to get up? How late do I need to go to bed? How many books do I need to read? How much time should I spend studying? You know, what, what, what things do I have to personally set aside? But that comes with understanding purpose is passion with boundaries. <laughs> that comes Bro. with understanding that a room place, <laughs> those boundaries on your passion. Guess what? You're going to get it. Because like I said before, passion is about the how, right? Passion is always about the how, but your your purpose is about the actual action. So taking it from potential, here's a little physics, taking it from potential Uh energy to Uh actual energy, that's the difference. And that all lays in, and I'll lead it back, that all lays in with your ego because your ego, that dangerous minefield, that is your ego, can honestly, it can feed both. It can feed both your purpose and your passion. The difference is, if your ego feeds your passion, you become arrogant. If your ego feeds your purpose, you become confident. You see what I'm saying? Whoa.
1: And- You might have to say that again for them.
0: I'm gonna say it again. If your ego feeds your passion, you become arrogant. But if your ego feeds your purpose, you become confident. And the reason I say that is because I know I've personally had to experience that. Yeah, I will go into it a little bit right now with like kinda of my little story. I'll share a little tidbit here. I'll just want sort to of sprinkle it a little bit and then we're gonna set aside an episode for this. Go ahead, go man, In January, I remember calling Carl in January and be like, Bro, you never believe what happened. You remember that? i was like, bro you I I'll like sit down. <laughs> I got I got a story I gotta tell you, I gotta share what's been going on. And the reason why it's it it hit me so hard in that moment and where it went from my ego feeding my passion to ego feeding my purpose is because in January I decided to take a stand and take control of not only my time but my life physically, emotionally, and spiritually. My weight loss journey began in January my mental health journey began in January. My spiritual life expansion began in January, but I had to take my, I had to take a stand. I had to like decide in that moment I wasn't going to feed my passion anymore. And I had to feed the purpose of what I wanted to do. And here's why. I remember laying in a suit on a cold cell floor, right? All right, and those for the who don't know, well now you're going to know. But I remember laying in my suit on a cold cell floor asking myself, how the hell did I get there? And I still, for some odd reason, that whole night shifted me. Because at the beginning of the night, I was saying stuff like, I don't belong here. Look at the likes of these people. Who <laughs> of these people? Who, whose man is this? But then at some point, it turned from whose man is this to I am somebody's man. <laughs> Even though I'm sitting here in this giant suit, I'm still sitting here. In a cell with everybody else. With everybody else. The only yeah. difference is I, for some reason, feel, because my ego's feeding my passion, I feel like I should be seen differently. My ego's yeah. feeding my passion. I, I feel like I should be seen differently. Why? Because I feel like that. How did my ego start feeling my purpose? Once I understood that I'm no better than anybody else, and this is something I've personally been dealing with my whole life. From childhood, I actually was thinking about this today while I was working out. I realized from childhood, I always had some deep sense to be better. And in in some ways, I always felt like I needed to be better than the man next to me. Not in a put them down kind of way, but in a I'm better than this and I want them to see that I'm better than this. Not for me, but for them to recognize, right? I want somebody to feed my ego because if they can feed my ego, then I can use that ego to feed my passion then I can feel better about myself without really having to do much. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Difference. Yeah. When I had to sit down and be like, okay, these are the things. I remember I telling you, like, this is what's yeah. going on, and this is how long I think it's going to take, and this is what has to be situated, and these are the you know, money that has to be paid, and yada, yada, yada. I remember having those conversations and being like, okay, the difference this time is I'm still pretty great. I'm, I, I love me like Kanye loves Kanye. I'm still pretty great. <laughs> People still are in my corner. I am supported by many people. I still have all these skills I've acquired. I, The Lord still loves me. I have all these tools at my disposal. The difference now is I can use that to better my life. I can use that to grow. My ego started feeding my purpose because now it's like, okay, let's get this podcast off the ground. Yeah, my ego started feeding my purpose, okay. Oh, it's time to move like 30 40 pounds this year my ego started feeding my purpose like okay you need to start doing better in your relationship with your parents with your, your siblings with your girlfriend with your friends right And because i i took it and i shifted it to where it needed to be versus where i wanted it to be i realized all those things that i was going after i still wanted them but now They're being being replaced with things of actual substance. They're being replaced with things of actual importance because if I get something done, I'm not doing it for me now. I'm doing it to help somebody else, to help somebody be better served so they can excel, right? So now my ego feeds me in the way that I feel good about me because somebody else was able to do something they wanted to do. I don't want people to look at me and be like, yo, high and mighty, look at him, yada, yada, yada. I want them to look at me and think, you know what? That dude right there helped me achieve this one thing one time, and I'm really grateful. Not because I want to give him glory, but because he actually took time out of the day to do this. And I'm not saying that to gas me up, but it's just more so time is precious. But if I could have 30 hours a day, I would use six of those hours for my relationship because, you know, quality time is a little language. But then the rest, I'd use between working out and, and, and trying to help other people grow. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want people to be able to grow. But for me, it's just understanding, take my ego, feed it to my purpose. Take my purpose, make the world a better place. It's not about me anymore. And I think that naturally happens. I don't know if you agree. I think once you start feeding your purpose, naturally, you become a selfless person. That doesn't take away any feeling of pride that it doesn't take away any feeling of wanting to be better than the person but what it does it gives you the opportunity the landing zone to have the chance to be selfless that's what i gotta say
2: all right guys so uh we're just gonna go ahead and end the podcast right there come on (laughs) pastor (laughs) you know you know listen listen (laughs) all jokes bro all jokes no, you wow. Wow, 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 wow. So guys, listen, there's actually a chapter that it's called Don't Be Passionate. And literally Paul just did an amazing job going over that chapter. Uh I, honestly brother, I I don't think you could have been more spot on. You know, you really hit the nail on the head on on that one. Because I remember reading it, and I remember that the essence of it was it's funny how it kind of taught, it kind of tied in with the talk chapter, because it really showed how when you talk about something so much, you talk about it and you're passionate, and your passion blinds you, and your passion blinds you because you can become egotistical and like you were saying it is so much better to be fueled by purpose instead of by passion yes you know i remember the book said uh, passion is associated with telling everything that you will do but having no progress to show for it and it was also saying that with purpose Purpose is about pursuing something outside of yourself, as opposed to passion is about pleasuring yourself. And it really puts things into perspective because when you think about it, in a nutshell, you should be motivated by your purpose instead of your passion. Because when you start to think about purpose, you start to think about something that's bigger than yourself. When you're thinking about passion, you are completely wrapped up in your ego, and you're only thinking about yourself, you know, and so it was like talk and passion were like synonymous to each other because both of them they're overrated, and it's just about hype, you know passion is overrated, and it can overshadow the work you need to be putting in, and passion is about yourself where purpose will always be something bigger than yourself. So don't be passionate guys, be purposeful, you know, find something that gives you purpose, that will allow you to continue to pursue something that is bigger than yourself and greater than yourself. Cause when you do that, that's when you get into the dangerous territory of of building a legacy and And doing some really dope things and some amazing things that will help make this world that we live in a, so much more of a better place, so purpose over passion always don't be passionate, be purposeful uh It's funny, bro, because I feel like it also in a way tied into another chapter, which was just about to be or to do and That chapter I actually had to read twice because the first time I read it, I wasn't sure if I completely understood it. And I was like, man, this is deep, but I think I'm still missing it. And so I went back and I reread it again and I highlighted, um, you know, I underlined, circled all of that good stuff and with the to be or to do for me what i really got out of it was just it it kind of was was something where it is like reality versus perception you know you know you often hear perception is reality and that's true to some degree because if you perceive yourself to matter of fact, let's say for school, if you perceive yourself to be a good test taker, I can guarantee the majority of the tests that you take you're going to do well in, because your perception allowed you to be able to bring that into reality because you focused on that. at the on the other hand, it's also something that can be a negative because let's say you're the type of person to always say, I'm not good at taking tests. Well, you're probably not going to do well on a good amount of the test that you do encounter. And I know even in the chapter, it was saying like, we fall in love with the image of what success looks like. And it said that appearances are deceiving and it really made me think that we have like having the rights and being right are not the same thing, you know? And it really just made me think as well that it was saying with authority, if you have authority, it's not the same thing as being an authority. And so to be or to do was really about being able to, Encompass something that is bigger than you. So it's like getting back into that territory of being purposeful, you know, having a purpose instead of being passionate about something. And I know that if your purpose is something that's larger than you, to accomplish that, you know, it's something that may prove difficult, but at the same time, it's something that will bring you so much more fulfillment in your life. And it'll bring you so much more happiness because there's just something unmatched about having a feeling of knowing that you're making a difference and knowing that you're leaving your mark, you're leaving your imprint, your blueprint, whatever. on yes. this world So that when you, you know, die, because we all have to die at some point, you can leave this world and people when they say your name when they speak of you they can speak highly of you and they can speak of all the good that you have done and i know uh, a question that i actually questions that i actually was looking at in the book that i thought would be good for everyone in general to just kind of be able to ask themselves First, there was a question where it said, do I want to be like everyone else or do I want to do something different? And when you think about that, it's like a really straightforward question, you know, like it's not beating around the bush. It's very direct. And when I read that question, for me, it was more so do you want to be a leader or do you want to be a follower point blank and so it's like to be like to be to possibly be something to to appear as something or to actual to actually do and embrace whatever whatever that is you know whatever leadership role or whatever a authoritative role that is um, you want to have uh, another good question that was asked was and man this this one blew me away it was like do i need this or is it really about my ego and i was like damn <laughs> how many times have we had some type of opportunity to get into a role or a position, and we didn't necessarily do it because we needed it to catapult us to wherever we're trying to get. Mm-hmm. We didn't need it to help us climb the, the ladder of success, but we wanted it. We needed it because it was something that stroked our ego. And so it just reminded me, like, everything that you're doing, every position, every every uh goal every accomplishment that you want to have you should be asking yourself is this really something that i need that's going to make me better or is it something that i just want just to strike my ego and just to be able to look good you know um and so this chapter was just another really good chapter in the book And it really made me think we're all faced with choices. You know, every choice should be assessed to see if it's something to help us toward our greater purpose or something strictly for our ego and pride. And with that being said, we just really have to make sure that we're always choosing wisely. Yeah, I'm... I'm To
0: be or not to be. I, I have so much I could, I could say about that. I think, you know, bottom line, I think something that a lot of people struggle with is their vision, their, I'll say outward outlook on what they want out of life. Right? So, Mm -hmm. for example, I want to be successful versus I want to do the things that will bring me success. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can put it differently like this Oprah calls you up, right? Or Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or I don't know. Easy, Barack Obama, somebody successful and insanely wealthy calls you up, and they tell you, I will give you a million dollars right here and now, or I'll allow you to come live in my circle for the next three years, right? And I'll teach you everything I did in order to get to be where I am today. I don't know about you.
1: I'm going to be an ass (laughs)
0: local. But a lot of people hear that and they'll be like, hey, son, I'm about to be a millionaire today. (laughs) You know? (laughs) But I I think that's where it hits it, where, like, people, just depending on how people view that, depending on how people view their outward reality for what they want in life tends to determine where they want to go. I think ego Plays a role in that the people that choose the million dollars right now, right? I think to some extent they're just seeing the short term gains. Now, you know, I know some people will be like, okay, but I want to take that because I have some issues in my life or I have some money problems. I want to help on my parents or this is something that I get it. I get it. But I still think they have some short term gains in their mindset because they're not looking long-term. They're thinking million dollars. How can I use this million to ease my pain right now? Versus the other subset of people are thinking, okay. And I'm talking like, when I say live in my circle, I'm talking, you're not being paid for those three years. Yeah. You're just living there. They'll, 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 They'll give you just enough, you know, not to go hungry, but not too much for you to suddenly think you're a multi-millionaire. multi-millionaire yeah. Subset of people that choose that avenue. I think those are the people that are able to place their ego aside. Those are the people that are able to say, okay, the next two years of my life is going to suck, but mm-hmm. the other side is that is I will have the necessary tools for me to not just be a millionaire, but to be a billionaire. I will know exactly what I need to do. I will know the marketing strategies. I will know who to call. I'll know the right people to talk to. I'll know the industry I need to get to. I'll know how to set myself up. So not only I become successful, but my children, my children's children, I can create generational wealth to the 10th degree. Those are the people that are able to set their ego aside and say, delayed gratification works in my favor. Because although the million bucks looks good now, what's gonna look better later? I don't know if you ever heard about the magic, penny. Um, mm-hmm. the magic mm-hmm. penny. Where you have a penny today, and then it doubles itself for the next thirty days, right? You double. So you know, I look at you and I say, "Hey, I'll give you a hundred k right now, but I'll mm-hmm. give you that magic penny." Some people are gonna say, "Give me that hundred thou." They've never seen hundred thousand. They want it. They got things that the hundred thousand will make their life better. That's okay. But the people that go magic penny time, people that say, "Yeah, for the first twenty days it looks like I only have a thousand bucks or whatever the math is on that," they're able to see that on day thirty-one, that thing is multiplying in the millions. I hope that math is. I'm not a mathematician. (laughs) <laughs> but see that it's operating in the millions. Why? Because they were willing to place their ego aside and let the suck suck for right now. They were they were willing to suck up the suck for right now and do what it took, learn what it took to set themselves up to have a recurring level of success, not a one time opportunity of success. And I think that sits for me bottom line in that to be or to do. Because to be something is great, but to do something, to multiply that, it's better. That's my thought on that. I think yeah. it's better. And, you know, and I'll say this as I close my portion up, but I also truly believe, and I'll say this time and time again, and if somebody disagrees, at me, at the pride of Simba. I think there's some underscores in there. Follow me on Twitter and all that. But at the end of the day, I think that to be and to do mindset is not built on your own. I think that to be and to do mindset is built with the people around you. Right? Because yeah. most people don't just wake up and think, oh, I want this. I want that. No. You, you see something and then maybe you have one person in your crew who's doing it better than everybody else right but that one person is able to give the necessary tools to everybody else and everybody eats you know that concept if i eat everybody eats but if everybody's functioning at the same level i want to be this but nobody's making the actual movements to go after that then the chance of you saying waking up one day magically and thinking to yourself i want to be uncomfortable so I can grow, It's not there. That's the magic of pain, right? That's the magic of stress. People with no stress in their lives are not growing. I don't care if you have a dollar in your account, $10, $1,000, $1,000. If you have no stress in your life, you are not growing. And stress can be in many forms. It doesn't have to be financial. If you have too much stress in your life, you're going to burn out. You might start panicking, but you can have that just right, that golden lock level of stress, right? It's not too hot. It's not too cold. You got that golden locks level of stress that allows you to level up, that allows you to use delayed gratification to your benefit, that allows you to just kind of sit back and think, okay, am I doing this for me or am I doing this because I think somebody else will think it's cool? People around you can help you really clarify what that is. That's what I gotta say about that, y'all.
1: It's um, it's actually funny that you say that because this book really just hits so many different points when it comes to ego. But the fact, the thing that I really love about it is the fact that. Everything is connected somehow. What you were just saying about who you have around you, man, that is so important. I remember uh, Jim Rohn, one of the greatest motivational speakers of all time, said that you're the average of the five people you hang out, you know, you hang around the most. And when you think about it, it's true. You know, you hear terms like uh, birds of a feather flock together. You know, or being a product of your environment. And it's true, you know, the, that type of stuff does happen. And the next chapter, actually, uh, that we're talking about is become a student, which we briefly talked about on the last episode. But with becoming a student, that ties in so much to who you have around you because that encompasses you literally being humble enough to say you know what I don't know everything and you allow yourself to be mentored by somebody you allow yourself to be molded by someone who who is better than you who has the answers you know who has more wisdom because that's the only way you're going to grow and oftentimes we get ahead of ourselves and if you're an entrepreneur you know or if you're an aspiring physician or whatever the case may be you get in a role where you basically have to prove yourself first so you might be working a nine-to-five job and you're you have to answer to somebody else and you're so caught up in your feelings You think, I don't need this. I don't deserve this. They don't know who I am, et cetera, et cetera. And you don't even realize that you're being blessed right now. Because let me tell you, there are so many lessons that you miss when you start at the top, that when you're at the bottom, it means so much more like it really does because the things that you learn at the bottom help you to be able to reach the top and it helps you to be able to continue to stay there and the funny thing about it is we're just human beings we we just can be so selfish and self-centered and to to no fault of our own because we're human you know we're we're sinful creatures we we make mistakes we're not perfect but the becoming a student just really stuck out to me because it also made me think about the amount of success that i've seen in in this past year and and paul you 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 know uh you know since since last year when we were at that conference i've just been able to reach so many mountaintops it feels like and i remember i was having a conversation with one of one of our uh, one of our mentors and i remember he said you know what do you think changed for you you know was it that that there was new information that you didn't have or Or was it that you had the right people around you? And I was like, it's the fact that I had the right people around me. You know, I humbled myself enough to know that if I was going to be able to reach a level of success, if I was going to continue to grow, I had to lessen myself and humble myself and realize that Humility is the key because a teacher cannot help a student that does not want to be helped. It's the same analogy as you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink. You know, if you're too prideful to realize you don't know everything, you are going to continue to suffer. You're going to continue to fail. And it's just going to be a repetitive, ugly cycle that could have been broken if you just realized that if you can express humility, you can see some levels of success that you may have never even thought possible. Uh, I know the chapter said that the false ideas about yourself destroy you. and that's so spot on because there are plenty of times where in our mind, we have this idea that we are all that in a bag of chips. You know, we think we're holier than thou. We think we're, we're the big fish in the pond. And we do this and don't even realize that By having this complex of thinking you're hot stuff, you really miss out on some valuable lessons and some valuable mentorship. And so for me, I just really had to think about it and self-assess and come to the conclusion that I don't have all the answers. You know, I have to be teachable. I have to remain teachable and I have to remain humble. We all have to because by remaining humble, it allows us to be able to learn. It allows you to remain open minded. And knowledge is power. That's the only way you're going to continue to evolve into the man or woman of tomorrow that you want yourself to be. So with that being said, with that chapter, just make sure that you're being humble. Humility is key. You don't know everything, and it's okay to not know everything because no one on this earth does. We all have to learn from someone. And the faster that you realize that, the faster that you embrace that, the better off you will be. To become great, you have to know what came before you. You have to know what's going on, and you have to know what comes next. So we have to become our own tutors, critics, and teachers, and that all starts with us being humble.
0: Oh, that's so true. That's fire. <laughs> that is so true. Um, I don't know if you had anything else to add on to that. Oh um, no, I, bro! I, I don't. <laughs> Um, oh, thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, with that, <laughs> I, you know, Pastor Carl has come through tonight. So, uh, with I that, think, I, just, um, um, I just want to keep encouraging everybody, encouraging everybody to just self-assess where they are. Self-assess where you are every single day. This doesn't mean you have to meticulously break down each and every decision you make, but give yourself permission to see your own flaws give yourself permission to see where you need to nobody's going to judge you for it because everybody else is going through it some form or another or another give yourself the ability the room to make mistakes give yourself the honestly give yourself the honest space to be vulnerable enough to realize some decisions you make are not because they're in your best intention. It's because it's going to feel good in the now because you want to pump yourself up. I want to put myself up all the time. I get it. Carl, you get it. I get it. Of course. Yeah. yeah. With that, y'all, uh, we're going to wrap up this episode. Um, just keep grinding. Keep being great. Um, <laughs> we have so much coming up for y'all. Y'all didn't even know. Hmm. Um, just keep, keep getting after it because at the end of the day, only you are in control of your destiny. And none of us can really affect what you want to do. Just keep grinding. Y'all have a good night. Or y'all have a good morning. Or y'all have a good afternoon. Whichever.
2: And uh, we'll see y'all next Love time. Love and blessings. Peace and happiness. All that good stuff. Take it easy, guys. We hope that you guys enjoyed this
0: week's episode of the Rooted Deep Podcast. We're so happy that you decided to join us this week. As we go forward, we just ask that you continue to share your thoughts with us, message us on Facebook, on Instagram, wherever you can find us on our social platforms. If you have any questions, also feel free to ask them there as well. As we go into this next week, I hope that you guys are able to just take the lessons that we've shared today, the experiences that we've shared today, and apply them to your own life so that you too can be able to enhance your own personal experience. Don't forget to be the most vulnerable version of you and just remember that you do matter and you have a story to share as well. We'll see you guys next time.